Welcome to the Tipping Point Show. I'm Jimmy Evans. Thank you for joining me today. I have a very special guest, one of our most popular guests, Bill Solace, and he has written a new book called The Future War Prophecies that we're going to be talking about. You're going to want to hear that. Before we get to Bill, let me just say we have our prophecy conference coming up on September the 16th at Fellowship Church right here in Grapevine, Texas. We have a killer lineup of speakers that day. It's going to be a fabulous conference. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, I believe he's the most profound prophetic voice in the world today. He's not just going to be there and be there speaking. He's also going to be blowing the shofar and having a special service for Rosh Hashanah. Uh, September 16th is Rosh Hashanah. We're praying that Jesus comes during the conference. Wouldn't that be fantastic? And so we're going to get together. We're going to encourage each other. Here's some great teaching. Dr. Tony Evans, one of the greatest teachers in the world today, is going to be their teaching on Bible prophecy. We have Pastor Ed Young, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, uh, Billy Crone. We also have coming all the way from Russia, Rick Renner. Rick is a fantastic Bible teacher, one of the best Bible teachers in the world today. He's going to be a part of our panel. We're going to have a Q&A panel ask, answering questions real time from the conference there. I'll be bringing a couple of special messages there. The Lord put something on my heart that I want to share at the conference. I think it's going to really bless you. Uh, but I guarantee you one thing, you're going to leave encouraged. You're going to leave with a better understanding of what's happening in the world right now. September 16th. And by the way, if you're a paid subscriber to endtimes.com, you get a 50% discount. And so we also have the, the live stream. And so it's $49 for the live stream. If you're a paid subscriber, you get a 50% discount off that. We would love to have you be a part of the conference, but it is coming up now very quickly. So you need to sign up right now, endtimes.com. We want to have you be a part of the conference. Well, I'm excited today to have joining me on the show, a very popular guest, Bill Solace, his best-selling author and end times expert. Bill is the founder of Prophecy Depot Ministries. And he's here with me today to talk about his new book and DVD titled, The Future War Prophecies. Bill, thank you for joining me today. Hey, Jimmy, thanks for having me on your program. It's always great to have you here. You write some fantastic books. Now, this is your new book, The Future War Prophecies. It says Arab-Israeli War, Gog-Magog War, War in Heaven, Armageddon. Now, these are things, you know, people, and I'm, I'm always fascinated. Now, you are, you're a scholar, and uh, when, you're, when you're not on the show, we refer to you a lot. Anytime we have any doubt about something, we always say, well, Bill says this. So it, re related to the wars, I hear so many different opinions on when, when this war is, when this war, things like that. And I know a lot of people have uh, questions about it. So how many future wars are coming? Well, I've got roughly about 14 inside of the book that I address. Uh, we've got the first war of Iran with Elam, you know, the Jeremiah 49 prophecy. We've talked about that on your program before, right. Jimmy. Yeah. And then there's the war between Israel and Syria. You know, the, Isaiah 17 talks about the destruction of Damascus. But actually, Isaiah 17, in, in conjunction with Jeremiah chapter 49, 23 through 27, actually speaks about a full set war with Syria. And so I get into that as well. And I, there's a proxy war, I believe, that we can also find in Isaiah 17, uh, probably including Iran's proxies of Hezbollah to the north. Syria, of course, is a proxy. Hamas. Uh, you know, the Houthis and even some Shiite militias in Iraq, the Hamas and Gaza, etc. And then I believe, and I, I sort of sequence these as I'm telling you right here. Uh, I believe this will be the sequence in order of events, but of course I could be off a little bit. 
Then I believe the Psalmity 3, final era of Israeli conflict would then happen. Then Ezekiel 38, the Gog and Magog war. Then you get into the seal judgments, you got the wars of the white horseman, the Antichrist, uh, the fiery red horseman, the second horse of the apocalypse, well, probably world wars, holy wars with the pale horseman, the fourth horseman of the apocalypse. And then you get into the trumpet judgments, the fifth and sixth trumpets. The fifth trumpet it talks about a locust invasion, which torments all the uh, men, mankind for five months. And I believe those are demonic. That's a demonic invasion. I put forward the arguments for that in the book. And we have the sixth trumpet war that kills one third of mankind, the 200 million man army, which I also believe is demonic as well. Then we get into the war in heaven in the mid part of the tribulation. We get into the God's wrath gets poured out in the bold judgments during the tribulation. Then at the end of the tribulation, you have the final battle at Armageddon, the Armageddon campaign, if you will. And then you think, well, the wars are over for the millennium, but then after the end of the millennium, the second war of Gog and Magog happens when Satan gets loosed out of the bottom of the spit. So there's a whole lot of important information covered in this. We're looking, Jimmy, in the near future of the coming of a war-torn world is what's going to happen here. It's just you do such a good job of the sequencing of this and your, and your rationale. And we're going to go into a little bit more detail related to Iran and Syria and some of those kind of wars. I want to go back for just a minute. Now, the war in, in Iran, the, the war of Elam that you first mentioned in Jeremiah 49, this is, this is when uh, Elam experiences Iran, southern Iran experiences some kind of a disaster so huge that it says that the, that the people of Elam are scattered literally around the world and that Elam is uninhabited. And so you think, you, you were talking about sequencing, you think that's next. I really do. And I think that that would trigger uh, the proxies of Iran to go against Israel. We just mentioned who they were a moment ago. I, I believe at that point, Israel is in a vast, uh, a ma excuse me, massive war against Syria. And in the midst of that war, uh, Damascus gets destroyed. Other major Syrian cities get desolated by the children of Israel, we're told in Isaiah 17, verse 9. And then the, the destruction of Damascus appears to happen Overnight, it says in Isaiah 17, verses 14, one night you see him speaking of Damascus and the masculine pronoun, but in the morning he is no more. It sounds like they get probably a nuclear weapon takes them out. But I do believe what triggers that is the Elam War. Well, they practice, the Israelis last year, their chariots of fire, military exercise between all of their branches of military they practiced bombing Iran and then immediately protecting their own borders. So they, they know exactly what's coming. And, and I agree with you, Bill. I think that the Alam War will be the beginning of all of these conflicts. Now, so you believe that as soon as Elam is destroyed, that uh, the Jews, will, the Israelis will go after Syria is the next thing. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to know which comes first. Is it the destruction of Damascus and the strong war between Israel and Syria? Or is it Elam, the prophecy in Jeremiah chapter 49, verses 23, excuse me, 34 through 39? Is it that war that triggers the Syrian war with Israel? But I do believe after both those wars, the Arab world will be in an uproar because they'll see Damascus get destroyed by the Israeli Defense Forces. And that's a major Arab city. It's the oldest continuously inhabited city goes back about 4,000 years to the time of Abraham. And I believe the Arab states will be in an uproar because a couple of things happen. 
not only is Israel going to take out a major Arab city, but also we're told in Isaiah 17, 4 through 6, that Israel takes a severe shaking, a hit. And, and I believe what happens is that's why Israel has to take out Damascus, because they're in a prison rules war. Yeah. And we're told in those verses, and I get into them in depth inside of the book, uh, that Israel takes a severe hit. And so now Israel's wounded, if you will, and they've taken out and desolated a lot of cities. They've destroyed Damascus, and their world is thinking to themselves, well, what about Beirut and Lebanon? What about Amman, the capital of Jordan? What about Cairo, the capital of Egypt? What about Mecca down in Saudi Arabia? And Israel's hurt right now. Why don't we come against them? And I believe that would be the actual fulfillment, the final fulfillment of the Psalm 83 war. So the Psalm 83 war is, and we've talked about this before, but I want to talk about it again. Now, a lot of people believe that the War of Independence, that the Israelis fought 1948 through 1951, that that was the fulfillment of Psalm 83. And one of the last times you were on the show, you talked about this. Why don't you agree with that? Why do you believe that this is still unfulfilled? Well, I'm going to answer that question, but let me tell your viewers as well that inside of this book, more so than any of my other books, I explain why Psalm 83.1 was not historically fulfilled. I provide historical sources of that information. Why it's more than just a prayer, but it's also a future war prophecy. But I also get into uh, many historical sources about why the Elam prophecy in Jeremiah chapter 49 has not found fulfillment or the destruction of Damascus has not found historical fulfillment. So I have a lot of information as to why I believe all of those are future wars. Uh, the, one of the problems with thinking that it was fulfilled in 1948, which I mean, all those nations in Psalm 83, which are, they form an inner circle of countries around Israel, they all did come to war in 1948 with Israel, plus a couple more got involved as well. But the thing with Psalm 83, maybe that would have been, you would have thought that might have fulfilled the first eight verses where it talks about the motive, they want to come together as a confederacy, they yeah. want to cut the nation of Israel off. But and verses six through eight tell us who they are and their ancient names. And inside the book, I put the modern-day equivalents on the, on who they are today. But we go on, and the rest of the, the book, there's 18 chapters. The next 10 chapters talk about the, the Asaph is petitioning God. Asaph wrote the psalm, destroy them so that they will be confounded and perish, like the, the shaft before the wheat, etc. And he uses examples of how God stepped in in the book of Judges with Gideon to help him win over the Midianites and with Deborah the prophetess of Israel at that time to win over the Canaanites. And when those wars happened, and I get into those accounts inside the book, the Midianites nor the Canaanites ever oppressed the Jews again. And that's not the case right now. But we're looking at a situation where so many three happens, they will, the Israeli defense forces will decisively defeat their enemies around them, and they will never oppress Israel again. Hey, thanks for joining me today. We're going now into the subscriber only portion. I want you to become a subscriber for $7 a month and you can get the entire Tipping Point show plus everything else we do here at endtimes.com. Go there, endtimes.com, become a subscriber. God bless you.